Fantastic. So welcome to uh, nat- Staying Naturally Healthy with Ease. And this this um, is our final installment on our August um, month of uh, Graduates Month, where we've been focusing on different aspects of uh, being naturally healthy that aren't necessarily food related. So I've saved the, maybe I've saved the best for last. So this week, we're going to be talking about relationships. So Really excited to dig into this with you. Um, and I just have to mention my wattle here. <laughs> this is like um, a native Australian flower that is like we have them all over our property and they're a real harbinger of spring. So when the wattle comes out, you know that end is inside. <laughs> and so like when I look out everywhere, it's just this burst of yellow. So they're um, these beautiful flowers. So just sharing those with you guys this week. Yes, so our plan for today, first of all, we're going to talk about why relationships matter. And then we're going to talk about, I'm going to share with you like 12 lessons that I learned from my marriage coach. And then I'll open it up. We'll have time for questions and coaching at the end. However, if there's, as we're going through, as always, if you have a question or you're not sure about something or you just want clarification, you have some thoughts, please jump in and um, unmute yourself or type in the chat and share so that, uh, yeah, because I want to hear from you guys as well. Um, so, oh yeah. And so the news, um, I have created some c- calendars that you can follow, like that you can subscribe to. There's two separate ones. One's for the um, September 23 group. And then there's also one for the state, like the graduate staying naturally healthy group. So they will have those calls in there. So um, I'll just post those in the chat in case you haven't got them and I'll paste them with the replay too. So, and they're in the email too, but it's just a, um, an easy way to just get, the, have the, all the Zoom calls on your calendar. I love this new technology. Um, and also the other news. So for, so next week, the, um, the September 2023 group is starting of Naturally Healthy Club. So we're kind of going back to square one and I'm going to be teaching it in a completely not a completely different way, but in a much more simplified way. Like I'm not doing a live event or doing anything. It's just going to be very incremental and very focused. And um, yeah, just I've like been just thinking, how can I make this as simple and effective as possible? And so I invite you, even if you've been with me since the founder members, to come along on that journey, particularly for the first like eight weeks. Um, I think it would be a really nice way to refresh and to maybe um, you know, explore what it is to be naturally healthy in a slightly different way. Um, so that like you're welcome to attend any of the weekly calls. Um, and then with the graduates group, the Staying Naturally Healthy group. So I'm, we, we're going to continue just doing monthly calls for those. But what I am going to start doing is focusing on having quarterly goals, which is something I'm doing. I'm in a coaching group um, that I'm working on for like personal goals or health goals. And that is really fun. Like, And so um, we're going to have our first call. So our September call is going to be like 14th of September for, for that. And we're going to be going like doing a deep dive into goals. So I invite you to, um, even if you like, you think, oh, I don't like goals, jewels, whatever, like um, just to start thinking about what you want, because goals are just a way of us to get what we want. <laughs> so, and it can be anything. So um, I don't like to just start thinking about what you want. So, and like to be working in that staying naturally healthy group, it could be a goal about like your relationship with money. It could be a goal around your relationship with yourself. It doesn't have to be a weight thing. It doesn't have to be a food thing. And maybe you might want to like have a goal around sleep or um, yeah, like there's heaps of so many options. And so I just invite you to, in order to prep for that to just start thinking oh what would be really fun what would I what do I really want in um you know in my in terms of like you know what we what would in the next three months so over the next season over the next spring for us southern hemisphere people or or fall for the northern hemisphere people like what would be really great by for me to um to like just have a little focus on and to achieve so um that is coming I'm really excited about it. So, so fun. So my, I've already decided that my goal is for, um, for staying actually healthy is going to be to improve my eyesight. <laughs> so um, yeah, more stay, 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 tuned, stay tuned on that. 
Um, okay, and then in other news, our post of the week prize went to Leslie this week and she said, maintaining while busy and stressed and busy in caps and stressed in caps. Um, uh, I, so she said, tell me when free today is that I've been really busy and having time for having time for proper meals has been slipping. However, I have been able to still do well when I sit down and have dinner, especially when going out to restaurants known for large portion sizes and really special dining. I just had no urge to overeat in that situation, which is a tiny win. So celebrating Leslie and also celebrating that, yeah, like having that skill of listening to your body, even when you're busy and stressed, like you can take that with you and it does like, and that, and like into the point where, you know, you don't even want to overeat in those situations. It's so good. Okay. So let's now dive into the beautiful world of relationships. And before I start with this, I just wanted to say, um, like this was, this is some pretty personal stuff that I'm going to be sharing today. So I did work with a marriage coach, um, 2021, I think beginning of 2021. And so just, I like was touching up like how much do I share in this lesson and I'm probably going to share a little bit more and just, you know, of course I trust you guys to keep this to yourself. So like, you know, this isn't the sort of type of things that I would be posting all over the internet. So, but I think it is helpful to see how, how I've changed and how I've grown and how like my life's so much better now. Um, so that's why I thought, yeah, I will, in, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this and like this marriage coaching that I got, it was called the marriage MBA. And it was like a six month coaching container with an amazing coach called Maggie Reyes. And I'll link to um, her, um, her website and her podcast. She's got an amazing podcast, uh, which I've actually been interviewed on. Uh, so yes, she's definitely worth, worth checking out, but just, so just to give you guys context, that coaching six months, five thousand dollars us dollars which for me like that was like seven thousand australian dollars so it was the biggest investment in coaching i've made that wasn't business coaching and it was the best investment as well so you guys are getting like seven grand <laughs> worth of lessons for um the price of just being in part of the naturally healthy club so um yes so let's just first look, I thought it's always important to look, I think, at the why. So like why relationships matter. And uh, so one of the things that like if you start reading anything about longevity and health is um, there was, there's the study like called Regrets of the Dying where they like actually spoke to people on their deathbeds and like interviewed them, asked some questions about their lives and their state of mind at that point of time. And Nobody in that group, like nobody that was studied said, oh, I wish I'd worked more or I'd achieved more. Everyone, the, the number one regret was not um, not like prioritising their relationships and not having stronger relationships. Um, so like relationships really are the thing that makes us human and that sense of connection is what being human is all about. Um, and it's interesting, like if you've ever read the the Blue Zones book, which uh, looks at there's seven different populations around the world that have the highest um, proportion of centenarians. And in each of those regions, they they have like it's Okinawa in Japan, um, the Sicily in um, Mediterranean, and each of those regions one of the things that they do is that they like have a strong, strong community network so that, um, you know, the people are like, they have strong relationships. It's just kind of part of how their culture is set up. Like they have a culture of strong relationships. Um, yes, Kari. Yeah. Yep. Your neighbors in Loma Linda in California. Um, so yeah, that they have that strong sense of community. So relationships, you know, there is a theory depending on who you talk to that, it's like having good relationships is the most important thing for longevity and, and having a long health span, like keeping an active mind. And, um, you know, I think that it's, I think there is no one important thing <laughs> for longevity, uh, but certainly like, yeah, like relationships, like that, that gives meaning to our lives. It's so important. And yeah, you know, my dad's kind of getting old, old now and he's seeing, um, he's seen a couple of different geriatricians. So people that's, you know, work with aging people and, both of those have mentioned at some point the importance of connection and the importance of relationships. So, you know, really this is what we're here for. We're not here to like, 
well, yes, you know, achievement is great. Yes, having like accomplishing things is amazing, but feeling that sense of connection is really, really key. So now that we've so we've got you on board with like why relationships matter, let's dig in with my twelve um, lessons from lessons from my marriage coach, and uh, also um, just with this, like if you're not in a marriage at the moment or in a like a relate partnership, like like a like a romantic relationship, just know that these lessons apply to all relationships, like it, including your relationship with yourself. So don't feel like oh I'm not married, this isn't doesn't count for me. Like it like you can apply this to your relationship with yourself, to relate to your friendships, to your parenting. Like it's not just marriage because like, you know, all, all relationships with other humans have, you know, there's, yes, the romantic relationship has a special like part to it. But apart from that, like, yeah, like all relationships work in a similar way so we can apply these lessons to them and so it can be this is it's going to be helpful for not only your if you are married or in a part in a relation romantic relationship but all relationships so the first one of course is your thoughts about your relationship determine your relationship and this remember goes back to our tea <laughs> that our thoughts are thoughts emotions actions so our thoughts about our our relationships drive our feelings about our relationships and that determines the actions that we take which of course determines how we show up in the in the relationship so if you're thinking so you can have the exact same relationship um but if you change your thoughts about if you could be thinking they're not good enough they're, they're not doing enough they don't respect me if you start thinking those types of thoughts then you're going to feel like isolated disappointed shut down you're probably going to withdraw <laughs> um whereas if you're thinking you know um they're doing the best they can then you can see how like then you're feeling like compassionate and you're feeling more open and the actions that you're going to be taking are probably going to be more likely to be um you know, supportive or reaching out for help or reaching out to connect with them rather than blocking them. So those, those two thoughts are going to give you, you could, with the same person, are going to give you com- a completely different relationship vibe. And you can imagine how that compounds, you know, over the months, over the years. Like, so it's really important to, um, yeah, like if you are, struggling in a relationship or even if you just you know you want to have a strong relationship to be intentional about the thoughts that you want that you're thinking about that relationship and it's I think you know a great exercise that to do is just to spend some time like just journaling on like what do I want to think about my marriage or what do I want to think about my parenting and come up with a belief plan for it like that's certainly something that I did in my time with with Maggie and that was really helpful like and in fact in many ways like the work that I did with Maggie to improve my marriage like all it was was me changing my thoughts <laughs> like the, at, the, at the essence of it that was that was really it and that completely changed my experience <clears throat> of, of my marriage and which is so cool like I love that that happened and it's funny that I can be a coach and I can know this intellectually, but actually having another coach guide me through it was was very, very helpful. And I guess I could have got there on my own, but I probably got there a lot faster working with Maggie and just having that focus and just yeah, spending the, the investing some time, like think, being intentional about it. It's like, how do I want this to be? What do I want to be thinking? And actually the other thing I should have said at the beginning is like, it's not like, like Glenn and I were heading for divorce because it wasn't like we had the worst marriage. We were fighting all the time. We were having a terrible marriage. It was just like, I knew it could be better. It was like, you know, there were some things that weren't great and my thoughts that weren't really helpful that I knew and that I knew could be better. So that was, we like, we, you know, if I hadn't have changed anything, I, yeah, we probably would still be married now. However, like, you know, it would have been like not so great. It was okay. It was probably a little bit less than okay. Um, so, you know, to go from being a little bit less than okay to being like really amazing is like all came down to my thoughts. So, and yeah, so an exercise that you might like to do is if you do want to do some work around your relationships is just 
first of all, like just do a brain dump, like a thought download of what are all the current things I'm thinking about my partner and what are all, or what are all the current things I'm thinking about this relationship and just get them out on paper and then decide like which of these are helping me, which of these aren't helping me, which of these do I want to let go of. And you may need some coaching around that. If you do, like, you know, you can always post in the group. I'm always, I'm happy to coach on relationship stuff as well because, you know, relationships are so important to our health. However, you, often the like times just when you get them out on paper, you'll be like, oh, that doesn't feel good and I don't, you can actually make that choice yourself. So that's, this is the first thing. If we only did one lesson from a marriage coach, that would be the <laughs> that would be the lesson. So um, these aren't in order of importance, but they are in like that that one is like kind of the key takeaway. Um, so lesson number two from that I got was that your romantic partner isn't supposed to meet all your needs, and I think this was a really this is a great message from Maggie is that you're know, in society to, today we're kind of set up culturally where you're part like it's meant they're meant to be your like your soulmate and your um you and your lover and your um you know your living partner and your you know dining companion and your friend your best friend and like all these things that we put so much expectation on that one relationship to meet so many of our needs so of course like no wonder the divorce rate is so high it's like dude <laughs> who can like we don't need that pressure so I love this idea of just taking a step back from that and actually making it okay for your romantic partner not to meet all those needs and recognizing that you are responsible for meeting your needs and that it's actually okay and actually healthy to like have different relationships to to that that all kind combined together meet your needs. So you know, yes, have be friends with your with your um, romantic partner but also like cultivate your friendships outside of that relationship as well so that you're getting that friendship connection and co- cultivate your like colleagues so you're getting that like business if, like your business or career support like cultivate a network of mentors or um or like uh yeah a business being in a, a mastermind with like with colleagues so that you've got that that um, career support and looking you know, for, so for all our different needs like yes great to have a romantic partner however it's also important to have other strong relationships so if you only have one strong if you only focus on having like a one romantic partner and that's the relationship that you put all your time and energy into like it's 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 a lot to expect and also like it makes you very vulnerable because then if what happens if something happens to that person so i think it's a you know a much more rounded way to approach this from yes my romantic relationship is important however what else how what other relationships would i like to have in my life and cultivate those so number 3 is it only takes one to change and maggie talks about a thing called systems theory which i'm not sure if it's from physics or what but the or psychology but it's like the theory is that in a system when one element changes in the system the whole system changes um so this is really cool cool news for relationships it's is that if you're in a in any relationship that you're in if you change if you change your thoughts then that changes the whole relationship which was really cool because like so doing that work with Maggie I let like I of course told Glenn that I was doing the coaching uh and that like what it was about and but it was like I was just like you know this is for me to like work on me it was you know I don't expect you to do anything from this um and so I changed I changed my thoughts but he didn't have to he didn't change anything but of course when I changed my thoughts and changed the way I was relating to him his response changed as well but it wasn't like he went into it thinking oh yeah we're working on our marriage together like we would if you were going to a marriage counselor kind of thing so this is a really cool uh concept to know that you and because it gives you that power gives like you have agency over any of your relationships and that when you change the way that you show up in your relationships the whole relationship changes so it's, it's really really fun so it means like it just it makes it so worthwhile to do this work on your, on yourself because it is going to benefit the whole relationship. Okay, number four, um, the, the lesson is about the importance of teamwork. And 
seeing the relationship as like seeing yourselves as a team which is a really cool concept that Maggie has and she encourages you so rather than because what can happen is like you know if you particularly if there's some some conflict is that like you know you're butting heads and you're seeing yourselves as like on opposing teams and that you're competing against each other and of course, like, you know, when that, when that's happening, it makes it very difficult because then you're just thinking about my needs and my, um, you know, what, what, what I'm right and all that sort of thing, which, of course, isn't, isn't helpful for resolving any conflict. Whereas when you approach the relationship from the, this perspective of, hey, we're a team um, and that, we, uh, that we, we're in this together and we want, like, we want the team to thrive, like we want what's best for the team, then the way you approach problems and the way you approach uh, any conflict and resolving any any conflict is very different. Like it's really, it's such a cool thing. It's like just in the heat of the moment to remember, hey, we're a team or, or even just saying like I'm on my side, like he's on my side, like or I'm even actually saying to him, like I'm on your side, like we want, we both want what's good for, for us. Um, can really go a long way to diffusing a situation. And it's funny because like Glenn and I haven't had any like conflict for ages. And then it was funny that this um, lesson was coming up and on the weekend we did. And I just said to him, hey, because I remembered the teamwork thing. And I was like, hey, I'm on your side. And like that completely changed the dynamic of the like conversation slash heated conversation. <laughs> um, and from that, that was like a big turning point. And from that, it was like, oh yeah, okay. And we were able to work to a resolution so this idea of teamwork is really powerful like it's such a cool fun way to approach relationships and also like the other thing that I took away from this is like I've used totally used that in um in my parenting as well and so and that's a like rather than it being this like you know I'm the adult you're the child I know best approach approaching like our family and any um kind of parenting stuff from this like we're a team and we all want what's best for the team and working through so finding solutions together has is been has been so fun like um and sometimes for like finding solutions for not so great situations has been is is really powerful so this teamwork idea like that's been so great for my parenting as well as well and i feel like you know, my hope is that as Buggles 10 now, so as the boys get into those teenage years, now that we've got this set up as our culture of our family is if there's a problem that we will actually sit down, literally sit down as a, as a group and, and talk about it and like hear like what everyone's thoughts are with anyone, get everyone's ideas and then talk through what the solution is together. And we don't, it's not something that we have to do very often, but it's so powerful. And my hope is, well, my theory is that, you know, when we get to teenagers and they're, they've got like the problems are bigger or like there's, there's hormone stuff going on, whatever, that we having this culture of teamwork as a family unit is going to help us navigate that without feeling separate, like without the isolation. It's going to keep us, you know, working together on that. So, yeah, really love this idea of, of teamwork. Um, and same, like, you know, you can think about your relationships with your colleagues and or in your friendships as well, like thinking of that, like we're on the same, like we're on the team, we want what's, we want the same thing. Um, it's really fun. Uh, okay, number five is acceptance. And I love, you know, I love acceptance and radical acceptance. Um, and the cool thing is, is because so much suffering from our relationships in our relationships comes from the shoulds like he shouldn't be doing this or he should or he should be doing this like that thinking that things should be a different way and so acceptance is the antidote to that and the first piece of work that I did with Maggie that was like had a radically radical difference was just actually actively working on accepting that this is where like accepting myself accepting um, Glenn and accepting like that this is where we were at and like and I so actually I'll link to in the replay um, there's a bonus resource in the NHC 
there's an acceptance meditation that comes from Deepak Chopra, Deepak Chopra that Maggie had shared with me. And I actually, what part of my homework was to read that every day. Like, and I, I don't, haven't been doing it for a while, but yeah, it was very helpful at that time to actively think thoughts about, yes, I'm going to accept my day, set up, set that intention for the day that I was going to practice acceptance and accepting people and circumstances as they arose. Um, it was very freeing. And the cool thing is, and like, like it's really cool is that when you remove the shoulds and you, and you drop into acceptance and you actually like actually see the relationship as it is and are not in a hurry to change it. Same with ourselves, like, and thinking about our weight. But when we accept ourselves where we're at, then it just it immediately feels so much better, better than when we're fighting and thinking, like wishing that some, wishing the situation was so much better. So it takes away so much of that stress. And the cool thing is that when we are free from that, then we, when we're in a more of a place of acceptance, we, we're actually able to see the gifts and we're actually able to see and appreciate what are the good things and what um, you know, what is working, which when we're spending all our time thinking and like being disappointed and like not accepting, fighting against what the reality, we miss out on those, you know, on those good parts of the relationship. So acceptance is so powerful for helping you appreciate what's already working and when you can appreciate what's already working and what's really good about a relationship then it's so much easier to make it better because it's so much easier to have positive thoughts about the relationship when you can see evidence of yeah actually yeah and so that acceptance piece was huge for me to actually appreciate like Glenn's many amazing qualities that I had wasn't like I'd kind of like was tuning out when I wasn't accepting where, where we were at. Um, so that's another huge, the teamwork acceptance and just this thing about your thoughts. So like, so, so powerful. Um, okay. So yes. So yeah, if you like, if you do have a relationship that you would like to be improving, I think actively doing some acceptance work around it to actually like set that intention every day of, yes, I'm going to accept them or having some thoughts in your belief plan around acceptance is is key like it, it's really really fun uh, and, we'll, and like such a amazing like it'll make amazing big big difference okay next one um next lesson is around these this thing called pain bodies <laughs> um and so I'll give you the context of how I learned about this so um one of the things that I was struggling like that wasn't great in our marriage was like, so Glenn had, had IBS and had a lot of problems with like sensitivity to different foods. And so like from someone who loves food and loves cooking, like when you put food in front of someone and they're like screwing up their nose at you, like you're just like, like it was really triggering for me. And like, I'm normally a, like a super chill, like very relaxed, calm person, but this would get me like, I would go from feeling like, kind of okay about and then just be really really angry like it would really trigger something in me like so like I'd put call it serve cauliflower and Glenn would be like eh cauliflower and I'd be like I'd be like oh like so angry like in, and I could feel the anger in me at myself and it was like so crazy and I was like what is going on with me like why is this such a um thing and so you might have a situation in your relationship which is the same like it's like on the surface, it's like, dude, it's just cauliflower. It's not the end of the world, Jules. Like, he doesn't want the cauliflower. Um, like, rationally, I knew that. But in, like, emotionally, it was, like, this big thing. And it was kind of freaked me out. Like, it was like, what's going on with me? <laughs> like, why am I being, like, a crazy woman? Um, and so it was really great to get coaching from that on Maggie. And she said that that um, what is, like, the, this theory about pain bodies are that, um so we have pain bodies are when there's like a wound that hasn't healed. And then something like, then so if you think about like, say you've got a cut on your arm and so normally like if someone touches your arm, you're like, okay, you know, depending on who it is, you may or may not like it, but it's not like, not like a really big deal. But if you've got a cut on your arm and that's like the area is really sensitive and someone touches it, then your reaction is going to be very different. 
And then if you think if you've got a cut on your arm and then someone that doesn't just touch it, but they like, they slap it again and again and again, like it, now you're like in agony, like from this thing that, which could be, you know, which in some circumstances, if it's just a touch on your arms, fine, then, you know, it's not a big deal. And so pain bodies are when we have these, these emotional wounds. And so like, they're kind of there and they haven't heal, healed so then something like touches that wound and it triggers a release that's like, um, <laughs> have you seen my in-laws are my pain bodies, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so it triggers this release where you completely, like on the surface of things, you completely overreact. So just understanding that, um, I can't even remember why, like, why was like, what was my kind of what the original pain was that the cauliflower was releasing, but it was something to do with like my self-worth as a cook or something like how I, how, yeah, or my, me like putting my, like, show like one of my ways to show love is to like, to take care of people and to like, and cooking is one of the ways that I do that. And so in this, like, so it was like over the, years of like Glenn having his IBS stuff it was just like you know there'd been so many times where I'd cook something special for him and he'd like rejected it and I was seeing it as a rejection of myself and so that got to this point where that that wound was there and was only like was kind of not very not healed at all and so then like like when it happened again when like he would be rejecting the food again that would open the whole thing so um yeah, just having understanding about that was incredibly powerful because then I could, in the moment, remind myself, oh, it's not about the cauliflower. And I that would calm me down. Like I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's not rejecting me. It's just, you know, he's got this gut stuff. And so now, like, still does, like, he does this thing, like corn to his latest trigger, like, that he doesn't like. Um so yeah, it's still like, I'll still have a little bit of a reaction to it, but I'll, then I'll be able to like in the moment coach myself and go, oh no, it's not about me. It's just about his guts and it calms it all down. So with this pain body concept, if you do have something that you are completely overreacting to, <laughs> um, that you kind of go like, you know, what's going on with me? That's pro There's probably a pain body in there. And so it's just like, understanding that and kind of delving into it and maybe getting some coaching on it if you if you feel feel the need or but oftentimes just bringing the awareness to oh, what could this what could be the underlying pain in that um is a really fun way to work through that and to change change your thoughts and your your experience of it to kind of to, to, to resolve it okay so that's the pain body's actually i'd forgotten how big that was uh, yeah and it was so good to just go oh, I'm not a crazy person. Like there's a reason for this. I think that's the the cool thing about understanding pain bodies. It's like, no, I'm not a freak. Like, yeah, like, of course. And it just, and it helped to bring like the self-compassion into my actions as well. So yeah, it was huge. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and then, yes, there can be multiple pain bodies if you've got in-laws. So um, yes, I'm very lucky. My in-laws are lovely. Um, okay, so next one. Next lesson from a marriage coach is to ask the question, how was your day? And she like, Maggie's like a total, like she's so into marriage stuff and she's really into like reading research and stuff around, around marriage and relationships. And there's some, like a lot of research that's looked into like what goes in to make a, like a, a strong, long lasting, robust ma marriage or relationship and one of one of the things that's come out of that research is that couples that tend to have a good relationship ask themselves ask each other about their day and and this is just it's like a concrete thing that you can do a concrete habit that you can have because really what's the underlying in this is just having that connection of asking like checking in and like how are you um but like like when you ask someone how their day is and you 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 then listen to their response then you can get a lot from that and so it just opens up that that sense of connection and particularly like you know with modern life like when we're like we've got different things going on and we're not always like like home uh, like having dinner together every night um just having that habit of like a tiny habit of 
just finding like some some way that maybe it's before you're going to bed or just some way that you ask your partner like how was your day every day or most days is a really great way to just make sure that you're having like opening up both that connection and opening up those conversations and um yeah it's like it's a nice specific tiny habit that you can work on um to to do that so it might be like you know when they first come home you have a, a habit of like asking how was your day but that's a really cool like kind of concrete one to to work with uh okay number eight is no complaining no defending and this is a concept from maggie around like so much conflict in relationships comes from when we're complaining about things and complaining is just when you're criticizing without offering a solution um or we're defending ourselves like like where we did something or we said something and then rather than um and then someone calls us, our partner calls us on it or questions it. And then we like go into defensive mode. And so when we're complaining and when we're defending, we are, it's the opposite of being a team, right? <laughs> it's like, we're here and it's like, this is our, our side of the battlefield and you're over there. And it's putting up this barrier into the relationship. So she just has a policy of like, and actually, got us to do an exercise where we would have like no complaining week and so if we have caught ourselves complaining about something we'd be like whoop zip and actually and so and it's a really yeah really great I haven't done this for a long time but it's a, a really great practice to have of like going about your life and just being onto yourself about the complaining and not doing it basically and so yeah and so what you want to do instead is um rather than complaining about something, if you are going to speak about something that's negative, approach it from the, okay, this isn't like be coming to it. If you're going to have a conversation with about it, coming to it with some solutions. So rather than just going, you know, this isn't work or, you know, you don't pick up your shoes on the floor. What, you don't like you leave towels lying on the floor or whatever. I think was Maggie's has a big thing about towels. Um, rather than complaining about that going, Hey, like, you know what can we do we need to get some new towel rolls like like approaching it from a um a solution perspective and same with the defending like if someone if you're having conflict and you've said something that's been misunderstood or whatever just like rather than defending your position um just approaching it from uh like this open of like bringing the teamwork into it of like hey i'm on your side you know, and apologizing or like you know making it right rather than going doubling down on the like defending why you what you defending your actions okay number nine is making requests versus demands and this is this has been really life-changing for me <laughs> so because the way that we ask for the things that we want has a huge impact on the likelihood that we're going to get get what we want but also um yeah, yeah like whether we do get what we want or not and so what can happen particularly in marriages and like we're in parenting is that we make demands so we want like um so my example is you know unpack the like unpack the dishwasher or you haven't unpacked the dishwasher again like i shouldn't have to remind you and it's like when you like so the underlying request is yes, I would like you to unpack the dishwasher. But if I go into it demanding, like, can you, like, unpack the dishwasher now? You, sh you should have done it by now. Like, I always have to remind you, if I'm going in with that energy, like, how do you think the other person feels? They're like, Jules, you know, screw you and your dishwasher. <laughs> um, whereas if you're making a request, it's like, would you mind unpacking the dishwasher now? Or I, like, or you can actually frame requests as, I have a request I, I like my request is that you know you, you unpack the dishwasher now then requests give them like you're framing it in this way that that's just gives them the opportunity to to turn you down of course without it being a problem but because you're approaching it from this like this is just a request there's no pressure here then oftentimes then what will happen is your request will be like received in a positive light and they're more likely to actually go along with your like to agree to agree to your request um so yeah like whenever you, there's something that you want your children to do or your if you want something else someone else to do something then 
approaching it from like just thinking in your mind like how can I make this a request and sometimes it might just be like um like I so said when I started to like I wanted to implement my, my um, clean dining table policy in the house I just approached it from this um request perspective and I like said to to everyone like the boys and to Glenn I was like hey I've got this idea I think it would feel really good for us if we had like a clean dining table just so then we just build like space and stuff um, so my request is like can you guys stop leaving if you're going to put something down you know put it over there on the coffee table put it somewhere else but don't put it on the dining table and sometimes I have to keep reminding them about the request about, about my vision for the clean dining table <laughs> table policy um, but it's like no it's not a drama when I do and when if I just approach it from the request perspective hey can you just would you mind this is, oh I'm just I have a group request um it just it's like makes it so easy whereas if I'm and it's like then it means you're not nagging them and you're not like yeah like the dynamic is so much more beautiful and my success rate is much higher when I make requests rather than when I make demands so yeah love 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 requests um and it can be like big things as well like requests can be like you know it doesn't have to be like my dining table incident it can be or unpacking the dishwasher it can be like you know, hey, you, you might want to have a request. So, hey, I have a request. Like I just did this marriage, like this um, relationship thing and they were talking about like asking how we do this. I'd, I'd I have a request that, um, you know, we get into the habit of asking each other how our day was every day. How would you feel about that? And like that's that's one. Um, Lisa's saying, would you clear the table yourself? Yeah, I do, Lisa. So, <laughs> I'm like putting stuff in Glenn's studio all the time and like it's, it's but it's never like a heap of stuff. But yeah, like I, I take responsibility for my vision of the dining table. Um, great question. Okay, so um, number 10. So we've got three more to go. Prioritize couples time. And uh, so that was another thing that Maggie from Maggie's research is that couples that tend to be um, not connecting well and not having strong relationships when you look at the actual like hours that the minutes that they spend to actually like relating together as a couple like in the day it's very little so whereas couples that have strong relationships like tend to have a higher proportion of time on average that they're spending together and so Maggie really encouraged us to like prioritize look to work out and prioritize some couple time like every day or most days um and like just being intentional around that goes a long way and particularly like when you've got children like you've got that family like having that one-on-one -on -one couple time is um is very very important but it can easily not happen because you know there's so many other things that need to to do so one thing that we um implemented when I was working with Mar Maggie was like after the boys go to bed that we would have like you know, five minutes or 10 minutes of sitting on the couch together just hanging out and um, asking how was your day uh, and that was really really helpful to just start building that friendship like that friendship time making time for each other as a friend uh, and the other the other thing was uh, like actually like being a bit more intentional about having date nights where we're not weren't necessarily going out, but just that where we were having a night together as a couple. Um, and yeah, another thing that Maggie recommended was like like cultivating shared interests, like cultivating a hobby that you can do together. And for a long time, I was kind of thinking about what that could be, and we hadn't really come up with anything. Um, but yeah, like see the sex lesson because that was really a really great hobby for us to cultivate together. Um, so that, that, that's definitely one I would recommend. But maybe it's like, you know, you want to both learn, start playing golf or you want to get both get into cycling or, you know, um, you know um, Maggie's really into playing board games. So she and her husband, like, have this, like, they're always, you know, playing board games together. Like, it's kind of, so having this, like, having a hobby together is, and having prioritising couples' time, of course. Like, which when you say that, like, it's like, the Jules, of course, like, that makes a difference. But it can be easy to let that slip with all the other demands of modern life. Um, and the thing that I would say is even five minutes of like just, yeah, we're just going to sit on the couch for five minutes. Um, that is that, that can, that can make a difference to just that. And it can be like, 
you know, a couple of couple of conversations it might be like a, a couple of sentences of conversation. Like it doesn't have to be with eye contact. Amazing, Laura. Laura, if you want to take it to the next level, yeah. Um, um, okay. Lisa said, "I got we got e-bakes this summer, and I've been amazed at the impact of doing it together." What are e-bakes? Oh, e-bikes, maybe? Is that yeah? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, from Laura, Laura, the newlywed, but I just read that recently. Yeah, like yes, definitely. Eye contact is amazing, and touch can be amazing as well. Um, but you don't have to be like it's just it's just making that time. Um, lesson number 11 is tiny habits count. And so one, there's two tiny habits that I um, have around for relationship, like for, ma for marriage that I have at the moment. And one is that, you know, after Glenn gets home, I actually stop whatever I'm doing, like usually cooking dinner and actually go and give him a hug. Um, so like, and it's like, you know, welcoming him home. Like it's just a same thing. It takes a couple of minutes, but it just feels good to have that connection. Um, so that's one tiny habit that I really like. But of course, you know, there can be millions of them, but it's just like, you know, these little things of like having a hug then and then having five minutes of couch time, like that's very different. And like it compounds over, like these little things compound and give you a different, like a different result and much closer connection than if you don't do them. But it's like, it's like similar with like naturally healthy club. It's like, like leaving those few bites on the plate over time adds up to like a very different relationship with food than if you eat everything off your plate. So yeah, like these little, little habits add up. Um, and the cool thing is that like, you know, they don't necessarily need to be big to, um, to, yeah, like they can be this tiny thing that you can work on here and there, like just one tiny habit at a time. And over time, like that really improves your relationship. Um, and the other one is I have a habit of um, complimenting Glenn each day. So trying to give him a compliment. So whether that's like those jeans look great or um, you did a good job with the boys or like, or I guess, it, and can some of them, sometimes it's like thanking him for something that he's done or noticing something like if he's played really great music like the tunes have been great tonight like it's just little things but it's so different to have for him to be receiving those messages rather than hey you left the bathroom in a mess again like your shaving stuff was everywhere like you know so and I actually keep tracking my habit tracker of like did I give him a compliment like each like each day and there are days where I don't and I go right okay tomorrow I need to remember to do that so um yeah really fun Okay, and then our last lucky last lesson. Um, so this one is kind of relationship related, but also kind of not. And I'd completely, I hadn't forgotten about this lesson from Maggie, but um, it was uh, when I went back through my notes from that coaching uh, to, prepare, to prepare for today, um, one of the lessons, it was kind of like a nice side benefit I got was this lesson that it's safe for me to be seen. And um, I'm actually going to read, like Maggie had put a Facebook post up that I, I liked so much that I like actually copied it into my notes. So this was actually from Maggie. And she said, I recently gave my, myself permission to be seen from an exercise with coach Jen Navarro, who I don't know. Um, and then Maggie says, she said this one sentence, like so many famous people have so many issues because energetically they haven't given themselves in the world to permission, permission to be fully seen. Um, she said it better, but that was the gist of it. So in listening to her, I gave myself that permission. And then I got asked to be on a podcast interview for my coaching school. I was invited on a guest expert panel of colleagues. My quote is in my coach's ads and the inspiration to write a letter about my work to my own coach. And she ended up sending it to her entire community. I also got invited to, a get, um, to guest coach in another coach's program and I am just being seen everywhere. Um, so we're thinking about this and how powerful giving ourselves permission is. So what do you crave permission permission for, to be, to do, or to have? Um, so I, like, I'm going to paste that in the chat. It's such a good question. Like, is there something that you're craving, that like you're waiting for permission and that you can actually give yourself that permission? So she's like, it might be permission to tell the truth. It might be um, permission to feel safe or safer, permission to speak up, permission to listen to your intuition, 
Um, permission to love your body, permission to trust your instincts, permission to unleash whatever wants to come out of you. The trick is I can't give you permission. You have to give it to yourself. So what do you want to give yourself permission for? So that I think is a really nice lesson to wrap up with, which you know can be applied to relationships, but it can also be like maybe there's something that, yeah, that it's time for you to, to give yourself permission and maybe it is just a being seen like that's a huge one for me um but maybe it's one of these other ones about you know listening to your intuition trusting your instincts yes so that is it 12 lessons from a marriage coach so just quick recap um your thoughts about your relationship determine your relationship your romantic partner isn't supposed to meet all your needs it only takes one to change we want to approach things with teamwork is so powerful. Acceptance, uh, pain bodies was the next thing we spoke about. Asking that question, how was your day? No complaining, no defending. Requests versus demands. Prioritize couple time. Tiny habits count. And you know, it's safe to be seen, safe for me to be seen, which was my takeaway from that. Or you know, what do I want? What do I want to give myself permission to do? Excellent. Um, yeah, and so with the resources, I'll share a link to um, Maggie's website, but she has a podcast, which I highly recommend if you want to, like, be kind of getting into this and actually having some thoughts about your relationships and being more intentional with them. That's a great one. There's also a book by a guy called Joe Polish that I read recently Um I can't remember what it's called. It's called, so I'll, I'll dig that up and post it with the, um, but it's it's all around, um, yeah, he's coming at relationships from more just like business and life relationships, not necessarily marriages, but again, bringing that intentionality into our relationships. Uh, and I'll also link to the acceptance meditation. So that's it for today. So does anyone have any questions or any observations or coaching you'd like to? Sure. I have a quick one, Jules. Mm. Um, I I wondered if you could just share, like, how long did you, how long did it take before you actually saw some impact going mm. on as you were, because you got the these 12 things over six months. So I'm just wondering, I'm wondering what, if you, if your change was immediate or if it took a while. Immediate. And did he ever say, hey, you seem different? Um, no, he didn't say you seem different. <laughs> um, no, he didn't ever say you seem different. And the change was in, like within the first month of coaching with Maggie, I definitely noticed a change. So I have um, like, there's a, I have a close friend that I told her, like I kind of had shared some of these problems with her and just I remember like having a cup of tea with her and because she was asking me like how's the coaching going and I was like I can't believe how much better I feel so that like just acknowledging that my thoughts were creating so much of these problems was huge and then just working on that acceptance of like that complete like those two things together like I was like right I'm onto something here and like it was like it was like this exponential change at first and then it like it kept improving but it was just like that those two things combined it went from being a problem to oh like I can see like no not like this isn't such a big deal kind of thing um I can definitely see that we're like I'm making progress here so yeah yeah like and so and one of actually what's another lesson I, that I have from Maggie which isn't from this is but from marriage coaching was just this idea that um results can change in an instant like as fast as our thoughts can change our results can change so yeah that was really good amazing yeah I love the e-bike idea Lisa yeah it's been great it's been a lot of fun mm. we went to watch the sunset the other night oh awesome yeah Excellent. beautiful okay has anyone else got questions thoughts to gallery view yay hey abby hey jules hey abby what's going on can you can, 
Sorry, I just wanted to ask a question. Do you, and now this is probably I need a bit of coaching on, do you ever get that thought that, um, like, I'm the only one doing stuff to make things better or um, why do I always have to do this work or uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm feeling like I'm doing the blaming thing a bit probably but um yeah, it's like why yeah. do I why do I have to try yeah. that hard? Yeah. Like, why yeah, yes. yeah. 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 Um that's something that hasn't what come up you- that hasn't come up for me, but I remember in the group, like that was a big thing for some of the other people, like was just like Yeah. It's kind of like it's not fair. Like I'm just doing yeah. all this work to make things better, our lives better. And they they're not doing anything. <laughs> not doing anything. Can I yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Not doing anything and it's probably their personality (laughs) yeah exactly and it's I think the thought that helped like that is helpful in that circumstance is to remember that like they're doing the best they can so yeah I did catch that one when you were saying that I wrote it down like it's like that's like that's but are they well if they're not like like if if, like you gotta it's the whole purpose of Everyone wants to get better at everything, don't they? Like, isn't that just the way? (laughs) Part of human. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think like people, different people have different ways of approaching them and showing it as well. So just because they're not like wanting to like do a course or like be really proactive doesn't mean that they're not, the desire there isn't to change. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I think like, yeah, maybe if, if, if that feels like if they're doing the best they can, doesn't feel helpful, then like, it's just finding us like the thought about it. And it could just be like, that actually, like, like they don't have to, I like with systems theory, they don't have to actually do anything. I can just, I, sure. can, sure. I can be, the, I can be the one, like I can be the change that I want to see and that it's worth yeah. it for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah true yeah okay yeah, yeah okay. but but it's Amazing. good to good to notice that like kind of whiny thought it's like oh why do I have to do it and it's like yeah like yeah yeah like and so like of course that comes up it's like we have some compassion with ourselves when it comes up but just recognizing okay if I keep thinking this thought I'm just going to feel shit and it's, I'm going to feel like giving up and not That's doing right. anything and then nothing's going, right. nothing's going to change. Exactly. It's like yes, one of those so thoughts. In that, all walks of life. Yeah. 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 Like it just feels really disempowered. Yeah. So it's like one of those thoughts. Yeah. Just go, like, yeah, of course there is some truth to it, <laughs> but the more air yeah. time I get yeah. to this, like, it's just like stabbing myself in the like leg. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And like, when that thought comes up, just go, yeah, like, of course that feels hard. Like, of course it feels like I'm the only one, but also like I can, like I have agency in this situation. I can, if I, if I do this work, it will change. So it's worth it for me to go. Maybe seeing it as like me going first. Yeah. Is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that feels a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I like I hear like <laughs> I do <didn't> think <laughs> they too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not a good thought. No, you're right, and it 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 doesn't help at all. Yeah, so I just need to somehow. Yeah, just when it comes accept up, it. Just, yeah, accept it. Just like of course that's coming up. Like of course I'm like yeah, yeah. but and also like accepting them that like they're where they're at. Um, yeah. And so even though it feels like they're not, like, being proactive and I would like them to, they don't need to. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's hard. Okay, I'll I try. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. Yeah, just, I'd like maybe like the, like the to make it more concrete, like just having a tiny habit for a month of, like, just saying that acceptance meditation every day and actually – I like added into it like I accept myself and then I also said like I accept Glenn like I actually others yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah, like so I specifically added that in that I was thinking that thought and and just doing it for like a couple of weeks and just seeing if that 
how that feels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I will try that actually. That's a great Thank idea. You. Yeah. Yeah. But like, a bit, a <laughs> Thanks, bit, Jules. You're not alone there, Abby. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Amazing. Okay. We might wrap up there unless Adine, did you want to? Um I just wanted to tell Abby that that I definitely this is I struggle with with that in my house so much. But I really have come to accept that they really are doing the best that they can. And that what I mm. think that to 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 really truly fundamentally accept that they are different than I am that they think differently husband and children in my house all around that that has really really helped it's really helped me be much more at peace to just they are they really are doing the best that they can even though it doesn't feel like they're not doing the best that I can they're doing the best that they can is a big is a big difference at where they are it does help to accept Amazing. that oh thank you for sharing that Adeen. beautiful yeah so good excellent okay well have a beautiful week everyone um yeah and yeah post a tiny winning the group i want to hear from you guys like when i really get this culture of celebration happening so it can be about anything and i would um yeah see you guys next week so hopefully okay bye